Hey guys, this is a opportunity, let's say. For the next, f well, for four weeks, we are going to show you behind the curtain and allow four episodes from the Patreon slip through. The first is this episode. Uh, this is this month's mission briefing, Johnny English. And the Johnny English people have had it for a bit already, uh, but you get it this month. Um, then, for all of January, with the exception of Thursday the 13th, uh, where we will be releasing a Friday the 13th movie, we will be releasing the remainder of the Harry Potter series from behind the paywall. If you want to get great content like this, feel free, uh, but you have to join the Patreon, patreon.com slash myopia. We appreciate all you guys do. Thanks for reviewing us, and thanks for another great year. Bye, guys. Hello and welcome to Mission Briefing, your all things James Bond myopia related. This is your host, John, and today we're going to talk about Johnny English. With me on panel today are... Nick Hoffman, host of Myopia and Riffer on Cinepro. Nor Chinette, I I'm often come here and I do love chicken wings. Hello, this is Daniel, a contributor to popdose.com, and uh, I don't know why John's looking at me so offended. It's just a little bit of poo. Just a little bit, but I can smell it from here. So thank God. you. There's there's a lot of <laughs> shit jokes in this. This this movie is one giant joke, and I mean it's enjoyable. It is really enjoyable. I'd never seen it before. Now, had any of you seen it before? I, no, I, I saw yes. it in theaters back in the oh, day. Oh really? Yeah. Yep. What what, no. what did you think about it? Do you remember? Uh, at the time I saw it, I remember liking it because uh, I mean uh, it was kind of refreshing because Rowan Atkinson was a big comedy superstar over in Europe who never quite migrated over to the U.S., mm -hmm. except in The Lion King, but... It, well, he was Mr. Bean, wasn't he? Yeah, but that was never a thing in the well, U.S. He was in Lion King? He, he was, was Zazu. Zazu. The bird. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. I totally forgot my childhood. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I mean, he, he had a good career as Mr. Bean where he never talks. Mm -hmm. And yeah. this movie is basically Mr. Bean, the secret agent. True. Well, he was in a better show called Blackadder. Yes. Which <laughs> I was introduced to as an adult. And, my God, that is so much better than Mr. Bean. No, I, I will this say, is the rage show with Daniel. I know, right? He's all <laughs> on it. Yeah. No, I will say this with Get this, this man movie. Get this man some food. This movie, I laughed, I cried when I watched it back in the day, and I watched it again here recently, and it still holds up. I it, it may be a mess and things, but I really love this movie. Surprisingly it's, solid. And you look at the cast, and you look at the crew, the guys who wrote it, the guys who made it. Like this is a a Purvis and Ray, Purvis, Purvis and, and Wade, Wade movie, and they they wrote six of the James Bond films, like between oh, Chris wow. Brosnan yeah. and Daniel Craig. They're they wrote still they wrote writing a them, bunch of they? them. I think they are. Yeah. I don't know what, how, to what extent. Usually it's like punch-up scripts now, yeah. but like this I movie. I want to say that the music was from the same guy who did uh, Goldeneye. It sounds like it. Uh, like th This just feels like a James Bond movie. That's right. Oh, for sure. Except they just don't have the actual James Bond. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they get close with Rowan Atkinson, but... So they actually had the same writers and producers and all that kind of stuff for all the James Bond movies. So that's well, that, no, that's I not mean, normally. Not, not normally, quite. No, no. So he, they wrote The World Is Not Enough, Die Another Day, Casino Royale, uh, Quantum of Solace, 
Skyfall Inspector and now No Time to Die. Now they have story credit and kind of screenplay credit. So what means that means is that they pitched a story, wrote a draft, and then it got cut to hell, like any number of these billion-dollar yeah. movies are. Um, or they just edited someone else's draft. Right. Didn't Paul yeah. Haggis? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, no, that's but right. didn't he? Um, uh, co-write Casino Royale? That's the idea. And, and Casino Royale is a script that had floated around for a long time. Yeah. But, you know, by the time you get to Pierce, they had gotten so silly that, like, because Casino Royale is a gritty, halfway to body horror movie. Well, you talking about the original, so is, wasn't there original Casino Royale? And the yes, one that right. which is the original yeah. one, yes. Yeah, which we silly. did earlier this season, which is, yeah. don't watch it. Oh my God, it's bad. Uh, Alan's in that, isn't he? Yeah. He's Ew. the villain, and each segment Actually, everyone's was... in it, and that's what the problem is. Like, uh, Orson every... Welles was in it. No. Peter Sellers is in it. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Orson Welles? Guy. Orson Welles, yeah. He plays, he plays yeah. uh, <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Le Chief? Le Chief. He's Le Chief. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's bad. I'm surprised oh God. Was in And it. this was in the 60s, so this wasn't, like, cool and it was Orson David Welles. David was... Niven. It, and, David Niven uh, is the guy. I, I want to yeah. say Ursula Andress was in it as well. She is as well. And there's three different directors because... When they moved from like one side of the ocean to the other, they would just hire another director rather than move the production. Uh, and then eventually, Peter Sellers was just like, "I'm done," so they kill him off, and he just disappears for the third act. Yep. Oh, well, that's why they had three directors because Peter Sellers yeah. was in the movie. But then beyond that, like apparently, all because they were dealing with so many big name actors like like Orson Welles, they let those actors do whatever they wanted. So Orson Orson Welles said, "You know, I can do magic tricks." Let's put magic tricks in this scene. So it's like it's a 90, It's like a ninety-three minute movie, and there's like seven minutes of close-up card trick magic. I'm just oh. trying to understand how Orson Welles was an actor. I thought he was just a popcorn guy. <laughs> he, if you want to see him be talented, do watch Citizen Kane because he's very good yes. at Citizen Kane. Well, he's a citizen. That that he, it's that, that Orson was him. Welles directed and starred. In that was it. Yes. <laughs> what am I? Being and it was blacklisted because uh, it was making fun of a real person. Hold up, hold up. So <laughs> is the movie industry rigged because there's popcorn at movie theaters? Orson Welles was it a director? He... <laughs> well, uh, here's how Hollywood um, uh, treated Orson Welles. They looked at him as like. Sir, if you just calm down, I'd be happy to treat you with a garbage bag full of popcorn. But then he ate all that <laughs> popcorn and gained power from it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. So power. this movie. <laughs> Not nearly <laughs> as bad as, as the original Casino Royale, but it's still funny. Right, that's so it funny. reminds me of the original Casino Royale. It reminds me more of Spy Hard. Yes. The Leslie Nielsen yeah. movie. Mm. Well, and we, we'll get into it. Because it is parody, but it's, it's not really parody. It's and, just a funny James Bond. And I mean, I, I was trying to, I was talking to my wife about why I hadn't seen this because it seems right down my mm-hmm. wheel or right down my alley, whatever. In your wheelhouse. In my wheelhouse, any metaphor. Pick, pick an actual metaphor, and it's better than what I said. But like, it might have just been fatigue because this is a couple years after the last Austin Powers. This mm-hmm. is after Spy Hard, which burned my ass, right? Because Spy Hard is... It's a bad movie. It's bad. But I will say Weird Al is a cold open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, those movies, they knew they were bad. I feel like this movie was a good so a good movie, but without the proper uh, protagonist, which is hilarious to <laughs> well, me. Well, yeah. and, I, and yeah. I will say, I have no problem with this movie, but I think that's why I skipped it. Like, yeah. after Gold uh, Goldmember, which is not good, except for the, the parody where they make a Goldmember movie at the oh, end the with beginning. Danny DeVito, was Mini Me and Tom Cruise like that? That's funny. 
Kevin Spacey was Dr. Evil. Yeah. Fittingly. Yeah. And, and, right. John Travolta's gold member, if I recall correctly. And, and that's, that's true. That bit's funny. The rest of the movie's a mess, but by that point, I was just like, can I just have a Bond movie again? Well, well, that's... You, didn't like, you didn't like the rap break in the prison where they're in Georgia and the hard life life? Come on. Oh, God. Well, that's I why this movie that. doesn't work because <laughs> need, we already I had. <laughs> I, need, I need a moment. We already had uh, an effective spy spoof multiple times. First, it was Austin Powers, uh, which, again, Goldmember isn't great, but it at least exists. And then uh, on the heels of that, uh, Johnny English comes out, and it comes out on the heels of Die Another Day, which also wasn't that great and kind of played like a Bond parody anyway. Well, that, that's What's where the I point? think th- this movie either works or doesn't work because the actual tentpole Bond movies got so silly. Yeah. The line between that and this movie, which is essentially the same movie, just a different actor. Sure. They, they blur. I will say this movie probably works better now than it did in 2003 because sure. Bond is so grim and dark and like he makes it out like in a cast and a neck brace and he's bleeding and he's dirty. Like... This, when he gets dirty, he gets literally shit upon, as though he knows what the critics are going to say. And the only blood that comes from this movie is from a ketchup bottle. That's right. That I we know is a ketchup bottle. That you know is a ketchup bottle. <laughs> I yeah. do want to say, I don't think Bond would have ever pulled uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury's pants down. Oh, scene, dude. Man. Oh, that was ass. Dude, you said that spy hard? Only... That is a joke from the second Naked Gun movie, where there's a dude with a beauty mark on his ass. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to prove that the guy's a fake. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Right? This is the one where they're selling oh, alternative. Yeah. And at one point, Leslie Nielsen has like a buffer for a car and he's trying to prove that it's a fake birthmark. <laughs> Dude, this movie steals a naked gun joke and that's something. That's what's that up. Is, that is a stretch. Which I believe, looking at the IMDb, that was one of the criticisms of this. Oh, yeah, that, sure. Like, they showed stealing, ass? The, stealing the crown jewels. Uh, and the, the, the general plot and, a lot, and some of the jokes are very Naked Gun. Like they, they lifted them up from Naked Gun, which you know whatever. But I just we thought, haven't gone over the plot yet. Dan, I just I don't, thought it was funny that um, you can do it. Uh, I'll do okay. it. I just thought it was funny that uh, we had uh, John Malkovich in this movie playing a jewel thief. He that's was good. Hardy har har. Yeah, that's, that's the before we get into the plot. That's the one thing I did. Okay, I like John Malkovich. Yeah. But his accent was a little was rough. Yes. rough. Dude, hire a German guy. I mean, again, if you made this now, it'd be Christoph Waltz, and then you get you have your foreigner. It's supposed to be French. Well, who cares? You you can make it a German guy instead, but just have a real person with a real accent because yeah. this is this is Yosemite well, Sam. Yeah. This is a cartoon like like, like I, I, I saw that um, Malkovich. I guess in his earlier years was a theater. You oh, know, he was the founder of uh, the and, Steppenwolf Theater Company. Yeah, and he performed yeah. in South of France for several years. So he 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 knew French. That doesn't mean he spoke French well. That's mm. that's fair. And I mean, I, I came across him first as a theater actor too. Um, but this is just this is a wow. This is <laughs> yeah. this is a tune it down French accent. Take off the, the okay. plot, Nick. So um, cold open. We're introduced to John English being mediocre at his job, um, but essentially a paper pusher. Uh, trying to help their star Bond-esque agent, whose name number one or agent something like one, that. Yeah. Agent one. Agent yeah. one. And, you know, I mean, you technically start with a weird fantasy sequence that he's having behind his desk. So there you go, Mr. Bean, masturbating. Um, but huh. after uh, he gives him the wrong code to the submarine <laughs> or whatever, and he dies. I checked them myself, sir. Yeah. Uh, they go to a funeral for the... S- 
the, the, the most secret agents and Bean is in charge, or sorry, Johnny English is in charge of security, fucks it up, and they all die in an explosion. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Which leaves him the only, like, double O agent left, and um, we uh, are, are, are smash cut to a guy named Victor Savage. Yes, okay, that's Victor Malkovich's Played by Malkovich, has uh, refinished, polished the, the crown jewels, okay? And uh, there's a big gala to celebrate the uh, refinished crown jewels. Everyone's there. The queen is there. Johnny English is supposed to be running security there. And then the crown jewels go missing. Hilarious. In- hilarity sort of ensues. Um, but the whole idea is that Savage is going to be crowned king because 200 years ago the family line diverged. And instead of having the Tudors or, or uh, the Windsors in charge... It was going to be his chunk of the family, so they forced the queen to advocate so he could be crowned king. Now, wouldn't he be German then instead of French? The French had, I mean, the French were always part they, of the... They were always intermarried. In the mix. I know yeah. about the Hundred Years' War. That was what that was all about. <laughs> um, but I mean, and then ultimately the idea is that he's going to sell off the island of <laughs> Great Britain, specifically the main island here. Uh, to make it a prison colony like it's a George Carlin bit from the 90s. Oh, God. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to interrupt you here. That's Nick. it. I mean, that's the plot. That is the plot. Yeah. To stop it. He basically I mean, wants to have his own fire fest. Except, <laughs> basically... <laughs> no one can leave. Basically... Uh, just a bologna sandwich. <laughs> a microwaved, like, fish like fish sandwich somewhere. Just you, like... you, you get a salad in a styrofoam container. That's what you get. Mm-hmm. And cheese. But anyway... John Malkovich is just way overestimating the power the Queen has at this point. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, the fact that like everyone just rolls over because the Queen signed away, like she resigned. And, and it was signed like, away. Well, okay, I guess you're the next king. First okay. of all, the way she uh, gave her rights away. <laughs> I then disappeared. I, I just disappeared. First of yeah. all, who pulls up into the palace like that or whatever they live in mm-hmm. and threatens her <laughs> corgi? Dude, just like that. No, I just like, there's no security? Yeah, Jeez. no security. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, the palace they live in or whatever. Dude, I did, first of all, great joke. Second of all, I just imagine her eating like a pulled corgi sandwich at that very moment. Oh, like, what is wondering what you intend to do with it? Why do you think I keep them around? They're that tasty. was actually one of the funniest moments in the movie where they threaten one of her corgis mm-hmm. by like and she's lifting him up and like putting a gun to its head and that's way, how she uh, abdicates. There's some good actors and actresses in there. The proxy that they had for Prince Philip with the gun to his head looked exactly like Prince Philip. That guy nailed it. Oh, yeah. I don't. Oh, I, wow. I mean, I don't. I'm, in the UK, I assume it's a job to be a royal impersonator. Probably. Yeah. 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 It's like the dude from um, Hot Shots who was just like the Saddam Hussein impersonator. I mean, he's out <laughs> of work now. He's got one role. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I imagine a Queen Elizabeth impersonator somewhere like that uh, old woman in SpongeBob. I remember when they first invented chocolate. Sweet, sweet chocolate. Well, I always hated it. They had a reality show where they got uh, on Fox a while back where they got a Prince Harry impersonator. Oh, I do remember that. Yes. It was kind of like a bachelor type yeah. deal. And they were like, oh yeah. my God, that's Prince Harry. But it wasn't Prince it's Harry. Probably the Prince. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> they thought it was Prince Harry. Prince. It was like a Joe Millionaire type deal. Mm-hmm. They got like fucked at the end because it wasn't. Like, Are you really still in love with me? 
I'm not the prince. I hate you. Now every, that's every one of those jokes. Who saw that happening? Uh, Britain's know. next top royal. Yeah, obviously, obviously <laughs> nobody on that show would have won because they're not related to Prince Harry. That's right. And that's how royal yeah. families that's work. Speaking of royal families, there ain't no black people in this movie, I noticed. No kidding. No. No. Yeah, no, no absolutely no. The second there is a sequel to this that got the uh, future... Uh, Academy Award winner Daniel DeLuga 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 De guy from Get Out he's <laughs> yes. uh, kind of like sidekick from this but yeah. yeah but like there's not even a random like black eyed MI5 that's what I'm saying well, yeah. I almost said African American but I realized that's wrong because it's Britain yeah first and mm. foremost it's MI7 not MI5 who's MI5 Bond no, MI6 is MI6. No, MI5 is real military intelligence. MI6 is their secret intelligence. MI7 is a cartoon character. What's one through four? Um, M is the designation for military branch. Gotcha. I was just going to say, in terms of stunt casting, uh, this movie, uh, as the Bond girl, has the uh, woman who sang Torn Which back is in the a 90s. Which? That's a cover Natalie song. Natalie and Bruglia. Natalie and Bruglia. Yes, yes. yes. Huh. Um, I'm actually shocked that they didn't get any of the, uh, I don't even know what you'd call this, but like, I'm thinking like the Guy Ritchie group, like how yeah. was a heavy, not like, God, I don't know. Like Vinnie Jones wasn't in this. How's like oh. Jason Statham not they in this? They just couldn't group? afford it. Probably the, the guy who played Tyrone and snatch. How is he not in this? Well, I mean, especially mm. since, um, uh, right. <laughs> 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 but like Savage has these heavies and like, and they look like characters out of a Guy Ritchie movie. Like, I was yeah. just like, it's 2003. Like, you could have gotten Vinnie Jones. Oh. Like, make them anyone. There's no one in this movie other than Mr. Bean. And can you, like, you made the joke about Natalie Brulia. But, like, she's not an actor. And she is acting so hard. <laughs> in like, you can tell she's, like, pulling well, something. This was her first film. Mr. Sure. Yeah. Mr. Creedy from uh, V for Vendetta is also in this movie as the M stand-in. That's fine. But, Oh, is that him? Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah, it is. Wow. But, oh. I mean... First of all, I'm just thinking, we did, for the last one of these, we did the Avengers. He is such a better... Well, well, the M stand-in is a great actor, right? In the Avengers? Jim Broadbent, right? Yeah, I, I, would, I would put Jim Broadbent oh, in yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's Sorry, better... I was thinking Marvel's Avengers. You're right. I, uh, the, 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 the Jim Broadbent, and he, yeah. he's better than any movie he's in. Yes. I would take this movie every day of the week. I just I looked at your face and I was like, "You made me watch the Avengers." Like, and just, I, I just did. like had I a did. shudder. And there was a, a scene Dude. where they're all dressed up like Beanie Babies, and I'm just like, "Oh god!" You forget I had to watch this in the cinema. The cinema. That was a bad idea. Back oh in the day. boy. Uh, no, the, the Avengers. Avengers. I saw oh. the Avengers in theater too. I, I saw Avengers in the cinema as well. Yeah, cinema. it was bad. I was cinema. a big Uma Thurman fan. Mm. I still am, but mm. she didn't save this movie. That's right. Neither did Ray Fiennes. Well, no, you know Sean Connery, Ray Fiennes. No, uh, why not let Eddie Izzard? None of them saved it. Why not let Guy Ritchie direct this movie? I mean, he's obviously got this style where uh, it would be his own thing, but it would also be you know a Bond thing. They probably he's got the cast around. He's got even if he had Rowan Atkinson, it would have worked. So <laughs> just just talking out loud, but Guy Ritchie, Sherlock Holmes. That's an episode, right? The one with uh, RDJ. That would have been so much better than yeah. Johnny English. Well, if he okay, do, do Johnny English like that. So I think the tagline of this movie was like James Brown's little brother. And usually when they say that, they kind of 
I don't know if they don't want to do that. It was the same way when Will Ferrell wanted to do Sherlock Holmes. People just laughed at him, yeah. and the movie ended up being really, really bad. But I'm hmm. just saying, like, if you have Mr. Bean's attached to it, they're like, ah, not for real. Is he going to talk the whole time? No, no, no. I may have misheard you, but it sounded like you said uh, James Brown's little butt. Brother, James Bond. I, James Brown's little, I James would totally Bond. watch a movie. No, I would watch that too. The I would watch that too. James Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if James Brown had a mini me, they were dancing on stage like oh, Joe C. So oh, much. yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be James, nice. it's your cousin Marvin. <laughs> Marvin Brown. Uh, no. But no. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we can get into this. I, I thought this movie, I don't know about you guys, but one of those piles of movies that I have um, are comedies. You know, yeah. I have a shitty day, I want to just toss on something for 20 minutes. This kind of falls into that genre. Like, it's not a movie that you, you watch for the plot, you watch for the joke-em-ups. And this yeah. is Rowan Atkinson. Like, oh, yeah. it, like, I was just thinking about this. Like, if you put anyone else in this movie, there's no movie here. The plot yeah. is stupid, it's nonsense, and... He is, it's one of those things that in comedy frustrates the hell out of me because, like, even Frank Drebin in Naked Gun always catches the man at the end of this scene, mm -hmm. right? Like, there's that great scene where there's the, um, uh, the, the guy who looks like Gallagher who's trying to stab Priscilla Presley in the shower and they're fighting and then he ends up blowing him up with the water hose. <laughs> But, like, that's how the scene ends. In this movie, Rowan Atkinson never gets it right until the very last scene when he's accidentally crowned a king. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. We need to go over individual scenes in this movie because this entire thing is like uh, Johnny English fucking up, quite honestly, and then this trying is, to cover it up. Like, uh, Which is like a real James Bond movie. For, he just kind of stumbles upon the, a plot, only this is more explicit. I mean, he doesn't stumble upon a plot. He, like, deliberately creates the plot and then tries to cover it up. Like... Uh, after the scene with the crown jewels being stolen, he um, uh, accidentally hits uh, like one of the colonels or one of the higher one of the guards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, it was one of these salients. Uh, he ran into this room. I'll go get him." And then there's that slapstick bit where he's like pretending to take that person down. It's obviously now, he's describe just... the person that he said attacked him. Um, <laughs> if oh, I recall, did you see the end scene? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. she was there. Okay. Like in, during the credits? No. Oh, this yeah. Is the end credit scene. Yeah. 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 So describe this guy. He uh, is scars? missing. He's missing most of his teeth. Mm -hmm. He's got scars that meet um, down, at the middle, the, yeah. down the middle to his chin. I believe one. he has an eye patch. And fiery red hair. fiery red hair. Although, to be fair, uh, um, which I'm sure we'll do this movie at some point, uh, Wrongfully Accused, another Leslie Nielsen classic. Oh, God, help me, yes. <laughs> that scene where he's like uh, drawing on the wanted poster for himself and like draws that guy who's got two teeth and like a, Frank's a bad hair. mustache and like weird googly eye glasses. Well, That's what he looks like. I will yeah. defend this movie. How many things we take from the British, anyways? How come they can't take from uh, we, they can't take from the U.S.? Huh? First Maybe. of all, they're taking all of our best superhero jobs because they're true. all English. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's that true. is true. That is true. That is true. Um, but no, you're totally right. Like, <laughs> yeah. and again, if you're gonna rip off movies, Leslie Nielsen gets his deal. You know what? Like, I love them naked gun movies, wrongfully accused, but it's still like 
It's not his fault at that point. He's doing his Leslie Nielsen thing, and old man's got to get paid. Did you just shit on wrongfully accused? I don't think it's one of his best. Sir, them's fighting words. Uh, Daniel's just challenging all of us to a duel to the I know, right? Yeah, he's just eager for a duel. I've got a glove. Okay, okay, asshole. I've got a glove in my back pocket, and I'm not afraid to use it. So, what's what's your least favorite Leslie Nielsen? Uh, That's his comedy. Like, I mean, some of his old sci-fi stuff is garbage. But 2001: A Space Travesty. That's terrible. Yeah. Okay, that's Um, a good choice. (laughs) The second airplane movie is not great. He was in that. He was. He was William Shatner. Yeah, Yeah. I I remember that. Spy Hard was pretty abysmal. And Dracula Dead and Loving It has one of the funniest scenes ever put to film. But but the the rest of it is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The scene where they're in the crypt and they're stabbing Mia. And there's blood everywhere. Is is it's it just keeps coming and it's just and coming, it's so funny. Have, you know what I'm talking about? The actor yeah. had no idea it was coming either. Oh, it's, oh, that's a lot of blood. I think he was in Scary Movie Three. The three. Yes. He's the president. Uh, he's the president. Which is hilarious because he's supposed to uh, spoof Bush. And uh, I think there was that scene where, like, I think one of his security. Uh, uh, people come in and it was supposed to mimic when George Bush had found the news about 9-11 mm. uh, and then he was like very quiet and subtle and then they uh, they have to give him the news that there's an alien invasion from these little kids and he was like there's aliens in everywhere and shit like that and then uh, they break into the White House and then like Ja Rule's the security guard officer and then he was like my nipples are hard and wait that's wait why- that was Ja Rule? that was Ja Rule <laughs> wow! I never knew that. I know Firefest references today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're all over it. Well, apparently, the cultural zeitgeist <laughs> focuses all on fire. By the way, if you have not seen, uh, I think it's the Netflix one is the good one. The documentary on fire. They're both good. They're both good. I think the Netflix one is better, but like the Netflix dude. one has the guy where he, what was his name? The guy who was running it, Billy something or other. Yeah. He told one of the the vendors was like, "You got to go suck this guy." Dick basically, just yes, to get that, there's that. Netflix has that. And one. there's the one where they have like the boardroom scene and Jaw Rules there, and he's like, How are we gonna fix this? And there's like, there, There's no way, like, shut up, Jaw. <laughs> right. so, here's the problem with Johnny English, uh, for <laughs> right? What? To bring us back oh, on track, what are we talking about? Sorry, sorry, Rowan it's Atkinson not is a fire fest, it's not fire it's fest, not fire. That's, that's the biggest problem. Uh, Blink 182 is not in this movie, um. It, it, uh, true. It's trying to balance the two com- comic personas that uh, Rowan Atkinson has. Um, one of which is Mr. Bean, which we've referenced a couple times. The other is Edmund Blackadder in Blackadder, yeah. where he's the straight man. Mm. And everyone else is just reacting to uh, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. This movie's trying to be both, and it doesn't work. Because I mean, uh, Johnny English is trying to be Blackadder and uh, be the smartest man in the room but he's obviously not and uh the slapstick kind of works but at the same time eh, it uh, the way people react to it is just nonsensical i i I disagree i I think all the slapstick does go i mean johnny english is what i would have what i would be if i was uh, a secret agent and that's maybe maybe that's why I'm in love with this movie because I can relate to like this funny <laughs> shit. You wouldn't be a secret agent very well. I wouldn't long. be a secret agent at all. But like much like Rowan Atkinson. I mean, right? Yeah. No, just like not understanding like the scene where he uh, where he has to go and uh, meet M, and then he's trying to get his, his security clearance, and then uh, the girl hands him like a chewed up pen. I was like, oh, I see a perfect good pen here. I pick it up. He's like, oh, check this out. This reminds me of something back in the day. Clicks it twice. It ends up being some type of deadly paralyzing. 
same thing. <laughs> That's some shit I would do because I don't know anything better, you know? Or just, or just, just trying to be the smartest scene. person well, in the room. I was going to say, we should stop for just half a second because that scene is phenomenal. It's hilarious. Where he, like, goes in, the secretary's like, you know, um... Uh, Pegasus is that yeah, his name? Pegasus, yeah. Pegasus is going to come see yeah. you just for a second. Um, can you sign this document to like whatever? And he's like, "Oh, I used to have a pen like this. It was standard issue back in the day. It had a little dart. If you do this, and she's the, what, the, the she's get, making him a cup of tea, and, and he, he kills her presumably." <laughs> Knocks her out. Yeah. Oh, um, but in the next scene, we see a bunch of people like hauling her corpse away. Right. Like, and like he's having this meeting with Pegasus while the uh, the, uh, the uh, paramedics are trying to get her away. And then she comes back the next thing in a wheelchair, <laughs> just looking at him on the back. I mean, yeah. now that when he knocks her out and Pegasus comes in, he's trying to cover it. Yeah, he that, got, that's that's how I knew where, where this movie was going. Because yeah. I don't know if you saw it, but she's collapsed beside behind right. the sofa. And Pegasus <laughs> is walking through, and rather than let Pegasus see like her head or something that's peeking out from the sofa, without missing a beat, Mr. Bean like pivots, right? And he moves like forty-five degrees just by shuffling his feet. His upper body doesn't move at all. Well, even, and he's talking to Pegasus while he does this. Well, even the beginning scene where he has to go to the office, he gets lost in this music mm-hmm. montage. For that's when I that's when I spit out milk because that <laughs> that, that that to me, yeah. And I love it, and I'm, I'm and I'm and I'm glad that he was able to put his little flavors into it. And like to your point, Daniel, he did have he he was Mr. Beans in those moments where he was like they were imi- I think where they were spying on him in the bathroom. He's making yeah. those like that was noises yeah. and stuff. That was Mr. Yeah. Beans, you know. And he's oh, no, there's, there's plenty of Mr. Bean moments in this movie. It's just those personas are completely separate. I mean, he either needs to be the straight man or he needs to be the slapstick guy. Well, I mean, it isn't all a terrible act, as it becomes clear constantly. Like, he really doesn't know anything. All the advice he gives people. Uh, Lorna Campbell, uh, Imbruglia's character who works for Interpol, is, like, fascinated by him. But he is constantly wrong. I, I mean, the one but he, he keeps killed, succeeding. And I think that's, that's why right. she's fascinated oh, by him. He doesn't keep succeeding. He doesn't keep succeeding. He's constantly... Demeaned and but proven wrong, and his boss fires him. He's on um, Savage as the the culprit, and she's on him as well. And she's marveling at the fact that Johnny English figured this out right. at the same time as she did. See, I thought that was a joke about how no matter uh, who the woman is, they're all horny for James Bond. Oh, she's absolutely horny oh, for, for him for yeah. no reason. Yeah, yeah exactly. No reason. <clears throat> uh, I think she even like toward the end of it, she's like. I've had these urges for you, yes. and I don't know how to, you know, do that it. Scene and in that bar and whatever. <laughs> small toys and that, that is one of the best scenes. Soft cheeses. Soft cheeses. She's like, what? What? <laughs> You're right. We shouldn't do it. You're right. No, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I want to talk about John Malkovich. You could t- you could write a, a paper. With his accent is like I can't do a good French accent. No, no, you're, you're maybe doing maybe it's better. You're much subtler than he is. He's like, I don't know what is going on with all of these English uh, men, and you're just like, where did you pick that one up, buddy? Now, now I will say this: his scenes, like for for an arrogant Frenchman, mm-hmm. he was very good, and I found myself getting irrationally angry at some of his scenes, especially where like Pegasus ah. was defending him to to. Uh, John, John English, English yeah. I just can't see I cannot stomach a Frenchman succeeding that's right and oh, this movie boy. is all about that well I mean 
<laughs> it's funny because A, you're right, but B, <laughs> Purvis and Wade clearly use that as shorthand. Like, who's going to be the most villainous? The French. The French. The French. The French. <laughs> and he has it like. Well, they have that joke in there where the um the is, is Coronation Day and the radio announcer is saying, "All right, and today it's all about the French. So callers, tell call in and tell us what you love about the French. We still have no calls yet, but I'm sure it'll come through." <laughs> and he says the phone number in it's French. Zero zero French. Yeah. Zero zero seven. <laughs> Who's the, zero zero uh, set? Who's uh, that French dude that like drinks fourteen bottles of wine a day? Oh, Gerard Depardieu. Mm. Yeah, what if he was in this movie? He should have been in this. Movie. He would have oh, been dude, good. He would have been funny, and he, you could have just left him drunk. Just don't tell him he's in a movie. Is <laughs> everyone looking at me? And well, you're just well, I think he's in a wheelchair now, so that may not have dude, worked. Dude, this is seventeen years ago. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Because wasn't he in about this time? Um, that thing where he was a Frenchman who discovered he had a, a teenage daughter. Or late teens. Oh, that was earlier than this, but you're was talking it? about My Father the Hero. My Father the Hero, yeah. And, Dude, and that movie. Everything, like, it's a, it's a comedy, but everything about it is about him being mistaken as a pervy old man for his young girlfriend. Dude, and at one point, there's some dude who rejects her, so she's like, can you pretend to be my boyfriend? And then you're just like, he is 30 years older than you. Well, he, I, the one thing I remember about this movie was, like, he goes to the piano and starts playing a song, and she's there, and... He's they're on a cruise or something, and he's singing like you know I, I love little girls I love little girls it's some French oh, song, and everybody around them are like song. you are the creepiest of creepy men. I, I I still enjoy the fact that we finally get a um, movie where John Malkovich is a jewel thief. You're gonna have to explain the joke, Daniel. Yeah, I don't no, said it no. twice. I, 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 don't I, I don't get it. You're gonna have to narrow it down. Being John Malkovich, everybody said he was in that Jewel Thief movie, and he wasn't <laughs> at that point. That's right. Uh, oh, at that point? Being John okay. Malkovich yeah. is an incredible <laughs> movie. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Um, and that scene where it's uh, John Cusack is mm-hmm. in his brain, and he has the dream of, of Malkovich, and he's everyone, no. the waiter, the, mm-hmm. the busty woman across the table. Like, that is a very Malkovich? Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. That's right. Uh, by the way, uh, just thanks to Wikipedia, MI7 is real. It was the propaganda division in World War One, and uh, it was recreated in World War Two. Uh, so this is British propaganda, as as you'd expect. I will also add that A. A. Milne, the creator of uh, Winnie the Pooh, was in MI7. Oh. And just full circle, William Davies, who plays the um, the Archbishop of Canterbury, was in, in Christopher Robin. Why am I really? getting like this huh. this huh. notion, or I've heard some type of tale because I knew about the Christopher Robinson creator, whatever. <clears throat> yeah. He used to play Winnie the Pooh, or whatever, as like a, a as a um, what's it called, like just to torture people or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> they did. And also, uh, since you had me for history class, uh, the story I would tell is uh, during the Blitz, you. Winston Churchill uh, <laughs> would you know give a speech almost every night on the BBC, and it would be broadcast on Radio Free Europe, so you could hear it in Europe. And then, of course, Charles de Gaulle would come on to support the French. Okay. Um, a couple times he was either busy or too drunk, uh, and so the guy who was, was the voice of, or, or Churchill. Churchill. Okay. Uh, so the guy who was the voice of Winnie the Pooh would do a Churchill impersonation to give his speech. Wait, wait, wait! Churchill <laughs> was too drunk to give speeches. Churchill was too drunk sometimes to find the toilet. We so, will find uh, them in the Hundred Acre Wood. <laughs> <laughs> we will take him to Nottingham. We will. We will fight that sheriff. No, no, we no. shall fight him on the beaches. We shall fight him on the sea. Oh, bother! <laughs> I, I, I hear that Chir- uh, that Hitler has Hansel and Gretel. Like. <laughs> 
wonderful yes well, everything about it going back to the movie i i, I honestly <laughs> think they just they were just shitting on french people to be honest with you that's oh, why sure. they probably oh, yeah. wasn't yeah. because remember that scene where <laughs> you want to sell an english movie you shit on some french that's people. what i'm saying yeah. oh yeah like hate the french like the scene where they're uh at the beginning of the uh where they're revealing the uh, crown jewels or whatever um they're all well okay uh they're all dressed the waiters are dressed in white tuxedos or whatever like that and uh, I mean, by the way, I feel that way whenever we wear khakis and a navy shirt at Walmart. <laughs> um, he, he's just <laughs> no. I mean, for real, how many times I, I had to stop doing or that? Red shirt at Target. I don't even wear red shirt at Target. To be honest, oh, honest you with don't. you, but don't. Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, don't. don't. I heard you can steal stuff if you do that, though. For <laughs> yeah. real. Oh, there you um, go. No, there was that scene where you know Mr. Beans is just shit talking uh, John Malkovich's character, and he's like, "They're only good for being waiters and things like that." Yeah. I, I can see why there wasn't a good French. They, they, and they got John Malkovich just to do bad French accent, maybe. Because I'm pretty sure he had a good one of those about. Who was the um, uh, French Bond girl in uh, The World Is Not Enough? Uh, Sophie Marceau. Yeah, her. Why wasn't she in this movie? Uh, Too expensive? Yeah, she, she has talent. Probably. Yeah, and talent, yeah. I mean, 100% of the money went to Rowan Atkinson and uh, John, uh, John Malkovich. Malkovich. I mean, even the dude, like his little buddy, uh, Bao... Is his name? Goff? Right? Ba- Boff? Boff? Ben Miller? Like, the, Ben yeah. Miller got a tuppence. Like, he got nothing. <laughs> well, the he, he was... character of this movie. That's well, who exactly. that is. Well, exactly. Like, I, I even put in my notes, like, so this is like the Pink Panther, where you've got the incompetent superhero. Right. And the incredibly competent sidekick mm-hmm. who keeps bailing out the hero. That's right. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Like, huh. I mean, think of, like, at the end of the, frankly, amazing car chase scene that we have yet to get to. Where oh, um, Mr. English, miss, he he follows the wrong hearse. <laughs> he ends up at the the funeral oh, of this, God, yes. and he's saying, "You're all under arrest, and uh. you know, I've got you now." And look at this cleverly disguised casket. Those are real tears. And then Goff comes up and says, "Oh my goodness, you've mistaken this. It's the wrong person. You're you're mad. He's released him too early from what, the insane what, asylum." What division was uh, he at that point representing? Like the. Um, uh, Institute for, for the criminally insane, insane, insane. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, it was <laughs> the NIH. Same diff. It, it, I mean, he's constantly bailing them out. Like they, they break into Sauvage's headquarters, and Johnny English picks the wrong building. Right. He breaks into the hospital next door and holds everyone at gunpoint. <laughs> and Goss is there across the way, waving, saying, "You got it wrong. Stop." Well, and even at the end, when they're all tied up, <clears throat> he follows them up the shit shaft. Uh, and like mm-hmm. freeze them and he goes why did you go you, there was a ladder there. <laughs> obviously there was a ladder there sir well <laughs> even at the end of the hospital scene after he's taken a whole bunch of doctors and nurses hostages he's like this has been a test of your responses mm-hmm. you've done well I will now leave and then he goes into the right building mm-hmm. oh. through the lobby yeah. he just takes the yeah, elevator yeah. screw that uh, no, I do want to talk about the chase scene. That was a pretty, as far as uh, epic London chase scenes, yeah. which I don't know many car chase scenes besides in Fast and Furious. The this pretty it holds good. up. It was yeah. crowded scenes, like there was traffic. Okay, so just really quick, uh, after the crown jewels are taken, they move away. Like the if you ever been to the Tower of London, they're in this kind of weird cylindrical thing, and that's what they are. They're on display. Those are called roundabouts. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> uh, they move it away, and underneath they find a tunnel. So um, English and Bose go down the tunnel, uh, and they essentially follow it for about 30 minutes. 
Uh, then they come up through this passageway into a warehouse where they see two dudes shoving the crown jewels into bags to put yeah. in the back of a, a, a coffin yep. in a hearse. Um, of course, Johnny English had not loaded his gun properly. Which is a running joke. He, he, yeah. running joke. he doesn't actually fire a shot. He never fires a shot. His yeah. gun keeps misfiring. Which, you know what, I would guess is a Rowan Atkinson. Like, Probably. So, because, yeah. I mean, either way, whether you're Black Adder or Mr. Bean... Mr. Bean is kind of a kid show in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. In that, it's, it's, it's actually very English. That yeah. not just Johnny English, but like think think of the, the British heroes like Doctor Who or whoever. Like they're always fighting down space Nazis or whatever. They never fire a shot. They, don't they fire never a shot. hold oh, yeah. a gun. The, the, the only one who does is James Bond, which yeah. is why he is distinct. It, the, the British don't like guns. Yeah, yeah generally stab so, people, but yeah, I well, get yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if yeah. you were going to kill someone in Victorian England, it's with a knife. That's true. Yeah. Right? I mean, like exactly. that, that's yeah. A, yeah. Uh, but like, as true like, gentlemen do. He he pulls the the trigger. The clip falls out. Uh, I, I, I think the gun his, falls apart. The gun I falls think apart. Because he was re- reassembling the gun and the trigger wasn't there one time. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a funny bit. It's yeah. a good. Uh, but one more another. He fired the gun and then poo came out. <laughs> oh god, that was that, that was a joke. Wow. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so the guys who I said should have been in a Guy Ritchie movie hop in the in the hearse and get away like it is a. You know, a Britcom or some sort. They're driving to the street. Johnny English sees an, a beautiful Aston Martin. Well, that's his Aston that's his, Martin. That's his. It's that his. he parked in front of a no, uh, a, a no parking, a to, no tow zone, or tow zone. Yeah. And so they steal the tow truck. <laughs> they steal the tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> It is actually Rowan Atkinson's Aston Martin. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, he is yeah. a supercar dude. Yeah, I think he, he wrecked one in 2011. Probably. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Uh, he, he's got enough money. He's got Seinfeld money where he's got like an air hanger full of cars. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He's Britain's Jay Leno. I've said that the whole time. Really? <laughs> it's, it's very true. It's very true. You know, I got a car. I mean, but, the, but they're having this chase with the fancy sports car in the tow truck. Yeah. And he gets in the, to- in the, the car and has golf... Swing him out on the the crane and yeah. repeatedly try to lower him onto the ground. And one of the few like laugh out loud moments I had was when he did it, oh. and he they finally let the car down, and he's ready to go, and he's on the trailer of another car. That's right. <laughs> and they drive off the wrong way. It's mm-hmm. funny. It's it's, it's really funny. funny. Yeah. Another funny bit of that is when uh, he gets his picture taken during the traffic light. Yeah. And then the only time, well, one of the oh, few times they have these gadgets is not to uh, get the bad guys, but just to blow up the actual uh, streetlight camera. He shoots a missile at it. Yeah. I know, right? You're going to do that uh, for the bad guys in the hearts? And then he, he like grins when he does it. Well, it was yeah. such a convincing joke. I had to look up if he like famously got a speeding ticket. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he was going down the M5 or something and got a speeding ticket. Like, just because that joke seems so like Rowan's like I've got one. You, well, you know that was written probably for the for the British audience who just hates those traffic cameras. Mm. Well, I mean Rowan Atkinson didn't need an American audience like ever. I feel like this movie did. This movie really needed an American audience. The, this and movie needed any audience. Uh, it found it. I mean, I, I, have, I again, I have no complaints. This will end up back in rotation somewhere. But like, this movie is 
all schmaltz. It's so funny. Like, there's. I, I didn't look up whether or not this actually made back its money or did well. Uh, but when it, it did well enough, no. it's got two sequels. It's it a decade later. It, well, yeah. it, it wouldn't surprise me if it made its money back in Europe, but in the U.S., it probably yeah. didn't. With yeah. a budget well. of forty million, the yeah. box office numbers were a hundred and sixty point yeah, five that's million dollars. Yeah. I, I think that's yeah. a success. Yeah. And then the second one came out, I think, in twenty eleven. Third one came out like right. 2018. Like it, there, yeah. there was one that was not that long ago. I haven't seen the third one. I, I did see the, the the like movie posters for the three, and he gets like progressively older. Oh Good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, is that well, a first one? I mean, yeah, it's like you 30 mean, like, years in between, but still, yeah. But like he is noticeably older. The oh, again, no airbrushing in there. Like the horror, horror movie. Movie. He's yeah. only like 66 right now. Well, yeah. well the first oh, yeah. one came out, it was like 45, yeah. 46. Yeah. Yeah. So how old was he when he was doing Mr. Beans? Uh, he was in the 80s, so he's probably 30s, in his 20s, 20s, 30s. 80s and Black 90s. Adder was old. Wow, and he yeah. looked Black Adder, I think, started in the 70s. He always looked just awkward. It's hard to differentiate the awkward from just being old. Well, True. I will also say, like, I, that's something I do love about, like, BBC comedies, where it's like, it can just be one dude with one idea, and it gets five episodes, and it either works or it doesn't. Yep. And then if it does, you can do five seasons, and at the end of five seasons, you literally have 20 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what Mr. Bean was. That's what Black Adder was. I mean, like I've seen every episode Faulty of it. Faulty Towers. It has seven ep- seven seasons. And, well, series. They're British. But at the end of seven series, there's maybe like if you're binging it, two days of content. <laughs> the, the second series of Black Adder was the best one. That's the one with uh, Lizzie. Yeah, I, I I am impartial to the World War One series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one oh, where yes. we actually see him like like it's actually a tragic end at the end of that World War yep. One one. Yep, yep. They I, all die. <laughs> spoilers. It's, it's, it's a show it. that's like at this point twenty years old. I mean, if you can find these BBC shows, like they'll occasionally end up on Amazon or Netflix. When they're on, grab them because yeah. they're hard to find. Like the original IG crowd, like. Whenever I want to scratch that itch, there's only a, like a 30% shot that's available. So see it when you can. Same thing with, um, I've been rewatching it lately, so I'm going to plug it. Uh, but the, a bit of Fry and Laurie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry. Um, and that Mitchell and Webb look, if you can find it. Also, just uh, Sir Digby Chicken Caesar is the funniest <laughs> thing that has ever been done ever. Who, who were also uh, and Fry one. and Laurie uh, were in Blackadder. Uh, yes, Stephen were. Fry yep. was in uh, Series 2 <clears throat> yep. because we're talking about England and uh, uh, Laurie was in Series 3 along with Fry. Yeah. And um, they were also in classic British show which has been remade several times but Eves and Euster? Jeeves and Euster. Uh, uh, Jeeves and Euster. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which are very good. Um, but there's a <laughs> completely out of left field but there's a Facebook group I'm in where people just take pictures of food and ask if it's Flavortown. Uh, like, Guy Fieri's Flavortown. Like, they're like, is this Flavortown? And it reminds me of um, a bit of Fry and Lore, or uh, that Mitchell Lev look where they do a number wang, where they're just random things, and sometimes it's a number wang, and that's what this is. Is this Flavortown? I just, <laughs> my brain is done. Your brain works in mysterious ways. It moves in mysterious <laughs> ways. No, no, no. All right, um... um you have notes? You, you actually fucking pay. I have pay. notes, yes. but You have a whole book full of notes. Well, because <laughs> we'll auction it I, off at the end of the season. Here's yes. the thing. I am horrible with actors' names, characters, mm-hmm. anything like that. So if, I, if, I just wing it. You, right. Cool. If you go in past episodes, you're like, oh, come on. Because every time I give the plot uh, synopsis, they're like, oh, who's the dude? Yeah, that the dude. Yeah. So I have notes uh, just for simply in all the funny moments. 
Um, literally, like I said, no parking zone for the Aston Martin. Just reminded me back in college, yeah. uh, I used to park not where I was supposed to park, mm-hmm. and they end up. I, I in college, I got towed twice, booted eight times. Because, oh boy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, well, the most. The, this is the most bizarre scene to me that I, I didn't. So they so. The Archbishop is the only person who can uh, officially crown someone right. into the royalty. It's, right? it's part of the ceremony. Right, yeah. right. So uh, we, we've seen the end of the movie stuff. What happened to the guy that had the tattoo that says Jesus is coming look busy? Well, we they abandoned know. the um, uh, plan to replace uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury. Uh, because they think English has seen the fake Archbishop. Which he had at that point. He'd which he had, but they realized He'd it. seen uh, that man's tattooed like, ass. We, we, can, we can infer that, but did they say it in the film that they abandoned that plot? Yes. Yes, did they? yes they did. Dude, but the problem with this script is that they just fly past things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why that. they get Lizzie yeah. to abdicate uh, so wow. that uh, John Malkovich can be coronated for real. Lizzie? Yeah, Lizzie. Yeah, Lizzie. Lizzie. You're, on, you're on first name basis with the queen? Absolutely. Of course. I was okay. going to say, who are you talking about? You just talking <laughs> about the queen. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, and then so actually, let's can we do uh, it? We're not skipping over, but of course, they had the scene where they had to go down to uh, John Malkovich's character's uh facility where they have to actually you know get his plans or things like that, or just anyways, after they figure out this is the part of the movie that actually pisses me off. And well, this is a part of any type of cinema that pisses me off once the protagonist finds out the plans and then M or whoever, uh, Pegasus. Pegasus yeah. Wants to you just say you're off the case, but he can literally just say a couple words, and, mm-hmm. and the movie could have ended right there. Oh, like, yeah. oh, arrest him! That's the part or of the movie that here's Interpol. She backs me up. Right, yeah. Interpol, literally Interpol. Yeah. No, they yeah. don't say any of that. No, and that's I guess the only part of the movie that pissed me off is like you could have just said a couple yeah. words uh, instead of telling, getting, making him fired. So, yeah. Well, and I mean, and we should say like he literally has his evil plan <laughs> on a DVD. And, <laughs> oh, he sure does. And he grabs and uh, Mr. Bean grabs the wrong DVD, and it's just him singing in the shower for seven and a half minutes. Good scene. Why does that work at the end? Because the entire time he's embarrassing himself. He uh, pulls down the Archbishop of Canterbury's pants and there's no tattoo. He shows the wrong DVD. And then at the last minute, he accidentally gets crowned king. So what and happened? suddenly everyone's on his side. Why? Well, because they hate the French. You yeah, have okay. to remember the English shortcut. And, and, well, think about what he did, what John Malkovich did right before then. Yeah, he, he flipped was, out. Mm-hmm. He's oh, like, yeah. why he can't you, you, you guys all, French? You ass. all had to just wait in line and things would be fine. And if there's one thing the English don't like, it's emotional outbursts. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Stiff upper lip. Exactly. This is true. Mm. Now, whether that was enough to, to say, Scots. like, oh, th- this guy happened to be crowned, so we should immediately obey him. Mm. Even though he's been messing this whole thing up the entire time. Now, of course, if someone from Ireland was crowned king, there would be a riot. Well, in the, Ireland, <laughs> everywhere, and the Scots are about to leave. Uh, SNP yeah. just stole every seat, I think, oh, in the they? Scottish Parliament. Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. That was. Well, I, I will say uh, this makes that movie uh, very prescient because at one point Malkovich is like. You're an island that has lost your entire empire. You don't matter anymore. Like, he really just tears it. And then Brexit. And then Brexit. (laughs) Oh, snap. There you go. (laughs) So this this is reality coming true. Okay, all right. Yeah, I get it. Oh, that's funny. Just just speaking of it, how do you renounce 
obviously we know the end of the movie where he actually becomes king. But how do you not become king? Well, I mean, um, uh, the I mean, you can advocate. Yeah, the application uh, crisis in the 30s. It was uh, Edward, it? Yeah. Edward the Sixth or Seventh. Seventh. Okay. But he, he he wanted to marry a divorcee American, and they're like, what? And, uh, and then they're like, okay. <laughs> who I believe was the owner of a car dealership in the yeah. U.S. Um, and that's how they get you. If you mm. if you want to see a dramatic version of that, that's yeah, fine. Uh, see the King's Speech because that's kind of what yes, it's about. That is good. You the, don't the crown need to see is also the King's good. Speech. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's it's fine. Oh, the King's Speech is fine. Oh, it's, it's a good movie. It's fine. It's very good. What? What? Let him cry. Oh, dude, I, I got emotionally invested. I'm not complaining. I just said it's 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 not the best movie of um, the year. It's, he he it's does fine. a fantastic job. Did he get an Academy Award for that movie? Because he he he, he creates his stutter. Yeah, and yeah. He, it is a very believable stutter. Yeah, he's good in it. He's yeah. very good. He's very good. He smoked a lot of cigarettes in that movie. I just Probably, realized yeah. it's it was now. the 30s. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. true. That's true. That's Guy true. Pierce was the uh, king <clears throat> who abdicated, right? Yeah, with the help and support of the woman I love. Yeah. <laughs> Um, lasted like ten minutes and uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, you guys, the poop shoot scene. What? Go oh, ahead, yeah. poop shoot. They break into Mont Saint Michel, <laughs> which is a real <laughs> castle. Which is a real castle. Apparently, everybody in that castle likes to shit around each other. All Dude. at the same time. I was about to yeah. say, uh, <laughs> no, I, it's I, like I, a Turkish bath. Well, here's the thing: I have a fear of public restrooms, like. God, and it's this. It's, it's literally this. This, 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 is, this is, is the yeah. part where I. This is the scariest part of the movie for me. Where I saw toilet seats just next to each other, and just and not in a stall, just in a room with toilet yeah. seats. Just, yeah. just, just, just twenty yeah. odd like, seats. Uh, Porta potties are is my nightmare. That scene from Jackass Three where Steve O is just going up and down. <laughs> but uh, no, this elevator <laughs> only goes to the basement. So it made um, an awful mess down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, that actually got me thinking about actual castles and how you know the I I saw a meme the other day. Oh god! Where, uh, no, they was like this is how people shat back in the day, where they literally had to, people had to shovel from the end of the castle and just went over. Yeah, you had a poop but, smith. The poops. Oh, there we go. But you would think in two thousand three, they would still. Cement that up. They have oh, a pipe. French. Well, I mean, um, uh, if if that didn't exist, then that joke of uh, Johnny English getting covered in poo wouldn't exist. No, didn't true. they even make a sound effect of a toilet flushing? They did. So they did. Pulled, no sense. chain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could have been just a, a group pull, and you know, there, there's only one chain that you pull, and everything just goes down all at once. Down the poop. Down Speaking the, of which, down the uh, John Nick, it's uh, a little overdue for our group poop. That's right. It is. I'm sorry, what are y'all doing? Johnny. We'll be back for part two here so, in a minute. Wait, Johnny right? English crawled through that pile of shit for a quarter mile to freedom. Just shy of half a mile. <laughs> a cleansing rain came over Johnny English. Why didn't he take the ladder? <laughs> didn't see it. He, yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, also, how cool. would a simple shower completely eliminate oh, that well, smell? She shoves him into a shower. That's That's funny. That's yeah. funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah. We, we've talked about the whole movie at this point, out of order, but we've talked about the whole thing. Yeah, there's not much else to say. Yeah, I mean... We can wrap it up. Oof. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, and then let, let's talk about the end sequence. Oh, please, Just yeah. briefly. So they, they save the world. Uh, Malkovich is hauled off. Uh, I'm assuming they actually find evidence that he was doing something. He's only hauled off because English is king. But then English renounces it and gives it back to the queen. Okay. Who somehow shows up again. Uh, it 
ties it up awfully quick. Yeah. Uh, and doesn't really explain a lot, like, where did the queen come from? And, you know, where did Malkovich go? Presumably to one of his prisons. Um, but we have the typical Bond end sequence where he's driving in the south of France in his awfully fancy car with Natalie and Bruglia. Don't we all wish we were there? Mm. And they're about to, you know, seal the deal. They're about to make, make out. He does the typical Bond thing. He presses the button and champagne comes out of the dashboard. Yeah. Nice, suave, okay. Everything's going cool. He leans in. His elbow hits the eject button. Boom. She goes flying out of the car. Yes. That shit would happen to me. Yeah. Because like, I would have a boner and then my boner would hit the eject button and then yeah. boom, that's it. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. be the yeah. first time a girl fled the car awfully quick. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, boy. And see. But then she she comes down in the credits in a pool where I guess everybody is relaxing behind yeah. it. But and then the 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 guy with the the, the, the orange reddish orange, hair. orange hair the scars on two side he's reading a paper by the the pool and he just kind of looks at her and grins or something. And scene. That's and it. scene. That's yeah. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was a thing. So what did we all think about it, Daniel? <laughs> I really did not like this movie rewatching it. Like Rowan well, Atkinson. We know you don't like good things, so carry on. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson is a comedy god. I mean, I'm not going to deny that, but this just was not a good idea for him. And in terms of how uh, I reacted to it, I'll just say this: um, this is how I feel. I'm cold and I am shamed, lying naked on the floor. Okay. Illusions never changed into something real. God damn you, Johnny English. I'm wide awake and I can see the perfect sky is torn. You're a little late. I'm already torn. Fuck you, whoever made this movie. That's a lot there. Th those are largely the lyrics of Torn. Mostly. Sung by Natalie Bruglia. Yes. Not written by her. It is a cover. Of, which uh, blew my mind when I found that out. Eminem song? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um... I I feel like I only disagree with you guys, but yeah, I just, <laughs> I really enjoyed the movie as a sense that it just it's it's a change of pace for a lot of things out now. It's kind of hard to find a good comedy as far as a silly comedy that doesn't take itself seriously, but it also takes itself seriously at the same time. Um, I, I was giggling from the very beginning to the, to the to the end of the movie, and I and I honestly did enjoy this. And I can rewatch this over and over again. I haven't I've seen the second one, but I haven't seen the third one. It is probably not going to be that good because it came out a couple years ago. But as far as this first Johnny English movie, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> um, I thought it was fine. Like I'm with you. Like this is one that I can see just throwing back on. Like I don't. I'm not like I'm not saying it's an all time great comedy, but. I thought it was funny. Like I, I didn't. Occasionally, I realized that the only thing holding this movie together tenuously is Rowan Atkinson, like <laughs> bravely struggling against the movie. Uh, but no, I totally thought this was rewatchable. It was fine. Like yeah, like in the way that I just throw on an airplane or Naked Gun or uh, uh, one of the early Austin Powers movies. Totally fine. <coughs> I have to agree that I, I had never seen this before. And I largely enjoyed it. It was, if this was on in the background, or even if it was just on and I happened to be having a few minutes free, I would probably watch it. Uh, it, it had a style to it that like Austin Powers did not. Like it felt like a real Bond film, just with a you know, slapstick kind of bent to it. 
Rowan Atkinson definitely held it together. And I enjoyed it. Uh, Malkovich was a weird choice, but he's still a good actor. He's just in weird roles, which, whatever, that's just him. Uh, yeah, it was fine. It was good. We'll see the next one at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, let's so, stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. So until then, uh, thank you for listening to Mission Briefing, and we will catch you next time. Good night. Right. Well, thanks, guys. Myopia Movies is produced by Nick Hoffman and Daniel Settis. It is hosted by Nick Hoffman and Daniel Settis. Mission Briefing is hosted by John Coxey. Podcasts are edited by Daniel Settis, and Patreon is edited by Nick Hoffman. Our engineer is Nick Hoffman. 